Guns, guns, guns. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to the second episode of Political Chaos. I yeah, that. Evan, that was horrible. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's funny. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode, The Gun Talk, here on Political Chaos. I'm Kate. I'm Lindsay. I'm Evan. We got some great comments from both sides this week. We tried our best to make sure that we had equal representation. I think we did a pretty good job of that. I hope that our viewers agree. And without further ado, here is episode two, The Gun Talk, here on Political Chaos. Thank you so much for tuning in to our second episode here on Political Chaos. This is The Gun Talk. We wanted to all just say thank you so much for everyone who commented. We got a huge range of comments, which was great. We even had a full-on fight in the Instagram comments that was probably like 70 comments long, which was entertaining to read for sure. We definitely learned that, you know, some people are just going to want to fight. And, you know, here we're trying to take that a step further and actually get somewhere rather than just fighting. Yeah, go definitely check out the Instagram fight. It's just a couple of boomers going at it um, <laughs> on social media, which is always funny, at least to me. So, yeah, it was hilarious. Some other guy tried to tune in, too, and they didn't really want to entertain him oh, yeah, at all. Some, whoever that was, I'm really sorry. He wrote, like, a nice little comment, and someone was like, oh, you're so dumb. <laughs> like, it was... <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I would definitely say as far as comment go, comments goes, we were, it was a lot of it was leaning very more to the right, which I think is something we expected. Especially with the topic of gun control. This is guns. something that right yeah. seems to be um, more passionate about with protecting their yeah. rights of gun control. Um, really. They're very passionate. Was- you know, we did get some good middle ground comments, some left comments, but I would say a wide variety was very right-winged and they were all kind of saying a similar singing a same tune do we know why that is why do you guys think why why is the right very um generally not everyone but why is the right so into guns i don't know why i think it's all i think people on the right are just very into their rats (laughs) protecting their rats and That's I think rude. that mm-hmm. it's Don't true that. though. I mean that that was literally our number one like I think that as far as right-winged comments go like a a big part of it was people being like the line has been drawn at the second amendment and therefore I should have anything I want to defend myself and I'm sure some of these people believe that they should be able to have a tank in their front yard but <laughs> yeah. Uh, um you know, the amendments and all that later. But I would like to start off by um, reading one of our more conservative comments, I would say, um, by a woman named Megan, who is a police officer and works in law enforcement. And she said that, which I thought was really interesting, she said, guns, gun rights are women's rights. Guns are the great equalizer. The reality is most men will be stronger than women, it's biology, which may seem a little sexist slash, you know, like 
I don't know. The best way for women to protect themselves against those who wish to do harm is a gun. So that to me is like, oh, seeming like women are weak. Like, you know, I do know a lot of badass women, like really, really strong women. But at the end of the day, like a gun is for protection. And a fact that I wanted to highlight is every 16, um, every 16 hours in America, a woman is killed in the home by a partner or loved one or spouse. So yes, in the home. So I just think that that's that's really interesting. Um, even though like, I do not always agree like, Oh, men are stronger than women. Like, obviously I do know some men who I could beat. (laughs) Jesus. Oh yeah. Who? I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying, I feel like that might seem a little like, Oh, that's sexist or this or that. But the fact is there that that does happen. And you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? No, I, and I, and I think that's a very, I think it's a good place to start because I think that's something that, especially with the whole gun, gun control, gun violence thing, something that definitely gets, I think, not enough light as it should is domestic violence and especially just against women. There was, I, I read another thing saying that, you know, two thirds of those who come from homes with guns have those guns used against them at some point, which I think is a lot of like what you were just saying is, you know, there's a lot of women in bad situations where they're being either intimidated by someone with a gun or having it eventually used against them, which is like a huge issue that I think doesn't get enough light. Um, I do think that the only thing I, I, I also think there is some justification to the argument of, you know, guns, a woman, a woman with a gun is able to defend herself against someone who, she might not be able to without it. And, you know, I, I do think there is some justification to that. Yeah, yeah definitely. But well, and the it other... comes both ways, you know. Some women are bigger than men, so men yeah. have to, you know, equal the playing field. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's true, but I also, like, as someone who lives at times, like, I live with my boyfriend, but sometimes I'm here alone and I have to, you know, take my dog out at, you know, midnight and sit in this, you know, grass area and think like, oh, hope no one sketchy comes by because my little pup is not going to, you know, go after anyone. So, you know, you just, you never yes. know. Yeah. Going off of uh, Lindsay, Lindsay's great little spiel. I also found something in Megan's comment that was really interesting to me and something that seems to come up a lot from kind of pro-gun, the pro-gun side. Um, and this is in terms of like mass shootings and things like that. But um, she says that the only, like the best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And for so long, I actually like really agreed with that because I was like, oh, yeah, in theory, yeah, if you're in somewhere and someone walks in with bad intentions, like you'd want someone on your side with a gun. Yeah, definitely. But um, after looking into it a little bit more, uh, I kind of found that this isn't always the case because you look at a place like Texas where – And I know this is kind of a stereotype. I just assumed everyone had a gun in Texas because, you know, yeehaw, stuff like that. No offense to the Texan (laughs) listeners. But um, Hey, I I am a a Texan. Yeah, Lindsay's assumed to be Texan, already has her cowboy hat, things like that. But um, I I actually looked into it, and it's very true. I found (laughs) that according to a website called statista.com, Texas, um, this is in 2019, Texas was the state with the highest number of registered weapons in the United States with 725,000 firearms. 
registered. And those are just the ones that are registered. So that doesn't count the, you know, the under the table, whatever, all that. But um, I just think, because then you look at a thing like El Paso that happened, I think, a year ago from yesterday, actually. I saw it uh, in Walmart, 22, 20, oh, according to this, 20 people were killed. And yeah, so even um, you look at a state like Texas with all those weapons, um, and then you look at a lot of the most you know, notable mass shootings in the last like 10, 20 years, like such as El Paso, which happened, um, I think a year ago from yesterday where 20 people were killed in a state where supposedly everyone supposedly is yeah, protecting themselves. Every, everyone has a gun. Um, yeah. And so I, really just, I just don't think that really helped in that scenario. And then you look at a thing like that's, that was El Paso that I just mentioned, but also Fort Hood. In Texas in 2009, 13 people were killed, and that was on a military base. Um, another notable Texas one, oh, I get this was in 1991, but still relevant, 24 people were killed. So I guess my point is that this whole good guy with a gun will stop a bad guy isn't always the case, and you can just look at things like Texas where, like I said, stereotypically, I thought everyone had a gun, and it turns out it's true, and they still couldn't <laughs> even stop a mass shooting, so... But there's also those situations where someone having a gun did save a lot of people, especially True. as we're just, you know, and that's not really focusing on Texas. I think everyone video. saw that, yeah, that person, video. you know, they yeah. were obviously trained, knew what they were doing. Someone came in and they said goodbye. And that was it. That was the end mm-hmm. of it. So I think like my whole thing is like there will always be bad guys with guns. Definitely. I don't know and if everyone's if seen we're the just video. Gonna take all the guns away from the good guys. Like, I think it's I think it's an easy thing to say, like. Oh, yeah. Like, but in reality, you know, when you're standing there with nothing and there's a crazy person in front of you with a gun, like, what are you, what are you supposed to do then? That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I guess you don't really know until you're put in that position. And like I said, at first I really did, I was all for that idea, kind of the good guy with the gun and still kind of am. It's just when I looked into like, you know, certain cases It just kind of scared me a little bit because what if, you know, the good guy doesn't always have the right training. The good guy doesn't have the right, you know, how to react, things like that. So it's just a little, it's a little worrisome because then it's just, then it's just a free for all. And it's crazy. It's crazy to think about all those things being in Texas, a state that definitely like prides itself on its guns. And like, I, I honestly would think that would be the place where something like that would be very obvious and like. Every time there was a big shooting event, you know, I'm sure there was 20 people in the vicinity that probably had some type of weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's untrue. I'm not sure. I mean, sure, statistically but, like, speaking, if 700,000 people have a gun, you would think at least one person at the Walmart at the time had something might on have them. something. Yeah, exactly. So that's, like, interesting for, like, an argument like that when in a place that you'd think, like, oh, when it comes to good guys with guns, I would think Texas would be full of them. Yeah. But in those situations, everyone was still like, you know, powerless to yeah. do anything about it. Um, and even even that, it's also like if you have a gun and you're there to protect yourself, and there's the guy at the other end with the gun, like it's just who's faster, and that's what's scary about it. Because we were talking about knife crime, kind of to lead into that. There were 40,000 knife incidents in the UK. So incidents, offenses, not deaths. When it came to hospital admissions, there were about 4,000 in in that year Lindsay was talking about. And then deaths, there was almost 300. So I think that that does kind of 
show that, you know, there is this whole argument of, oh, if someone's going to come after you, they're going to they're going to do whatever they can, even if they don't have a gun. Well, it, it, the statistics here kind of speak for themselves with another state that I mean, another country that has, you know, no, no guns and people are, you know, still they're still going after people with knives. That's true. But the deaths there is literally tens of thousands lower than it is in the U.S., which I do yeah. think is very relevant to that. So when people are saying, oh, bad guys, gonna, bad guys are still going to find a way to do bad things, it's like, yeah, they will, but this just makes it yeah. harder. Exactly. I will say I would take a dude chasing me with a knife. That's over, what I said. Uh, over someone with a... With a gun in Walmart, in Target, in the movies, whatever. Catch me, catch me running yeah. from the knife. I mean, think about it this <laughs> I mean, because you can run yeah. from the knife, and if yeah. you get stabbed by a knife, you might be able to survive it, and you get some stitches. I mean, here's a story that all of us here remember. Like, where we all, like we said in the last episode, where you went to CSU were from Fort Collins. There was, like, I want to say, like, a, in the same year, I remember there was a girl that got stabbed at night. Remember that? She got, like, yes. mugged and then stabbed. And she ended yes. up living. And then a couple months later, some a girl got shot and died. Like, I think that just shows you right there. Like, the same kind of thing happened. But one was with a knife and one was with a gun. And that, that girl died. Yeah. And it was horrible and sad and terrible. And, and that story is actually very interesting because the person who shot her, again, boyfriend, someone she knew, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. He was an ex-military. Really? Um, Yes, and so he had a, like, very powerful gun, which, yeah, it's interesting because he's someone who you think would be completely trained, completely this, completely that, but then kind of, I don't know if this is something we want to get into yet, but that kind of just highlights the the number one issue that I have with gun control and with gun violence is the common denominator amongst almost every situation, which is mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. And that, to me, I think is, like, our number one problem in America with gun violence is, first of all, we have a terrible mental health system, so that just doesn't help, unlike other countries. Second of all, we have a terrible gun problem. So, not gun, just we have a lot of gun There's, a, there's 300 million guns in the U.S., right? 300 million guns in our country. 300 million guns. So, yeah. even if they tried to take away the guns from everybody, like, good luck, because there's 300 million. <laughs> well, I think that's also sort of, like, when someone's, like oh, the solution to this, let's just take everyone's guns away. It almost makes me laugh because I just think, do you have that? That could never even happen. There's just the, the we would have a civil war in the U.S. again could, if we tried to take yeah, people's guns I, away. I think it'd be like nearly impossible too. but a lot of what other countries do or, you know, even sometimes cities do this, they do buyback things. They do federal buyback where the government will come back and come in and buy your guns back from you or you can turn your guns in. Could that be a solution at all? At least to make a dent in it? I don't know. This is a really tough I issue. I mean, can you imagine who, if so-and-so government worker shows up at... I mean, I think we all know who we're, who I'm thinking of when I say, you know, shows up at that person's house and tries to take their gun away. I think a lot of people would react weirdly, yeah. But, but I think that that's also a big fear that a lot of people have is when the government comes knocking on their door and says, give me your guns. You know, like, even if it's like, oh, we're buying them back. It's like, that's a big, that's a big part of why, you know, a lot of the comments we got were like, oh, the line has been drawn. The Second Amendment says I have the right to bear arms and no one can take that away from me. And I think okay, that's... Okay, well, if we're going to get into to the amendments in the second amendment in the constitution 
then let's talk about how many years ago that was made. Because <laughs> I agree, like the line was drawn, but also the line was drawn at the Second Amendment when there was slavery. Yeah. And a, these MFs had wooden teeth. Was... <laughs> I'm not saying any disrespect to the Constitution and all the amendments because there are some that I do think are very still relevant and like obviously important it's just like things evolve and i think that another another big comment we got with all of this was you know the second amendment there is to protect the rest like no and i understand the protection thing and that's what i was kind of alluding to earlier i completely understand wanting to feel protected i live alone in downtown denver some weekends and it's really scary and i would feel probably much more protected if i did have a gun but Back to the my number one issue is just the mental health. If wrong hands, wrong person, it's just there's too many liabilities in our country, and that's just a scary reality. Yeah, I think yeah. mental health is definitely a big issue when you look at the mass shootings and things like that, and random, you know. But I think when you look at you know the other avenues of gun violence in this country, such as you look at cities um, like Chicago or you know cities like that that are struggling with massive spikes in gun violence and have been for several years. I don't know if mental health can necessarily be looked at or pointed to when you're trying to solve that issue. But again, that's a different kind of subcategory than mass shootings, both horrible, but I think certainly the mental health argument goes hand in hand with the mass shooting, but I don't know if that could be said the same for a city like Chicago, a city like, I don't know, New York, I don't think cities that, generally have extremely high levels of gun violence. Yeah. Well, in New York has very high, and same with Chicago, they have very high levels of gun violence. They also have some of the strictest rules and regulations mm-hmm. on gun, like, carrying. Yeah, laws, and yeah. Stuff like that, so. Yeah, and, just, I, and I think that that is very interesting to see how sort of, like, that, I mean, because then we also can, getting get into the whole you know you can just drive up the road to another state where the laws are totally different and yeah. it's you know 10 times easier to get something but i think it's also just like that is i almost think an argument sort of against more gun control because in the places where they're enacting it the hardest that hasn't proven to be of any use to those oh, those at communities all, yeah well i okay me personally i'm all for the kind of separate gun laws in separate areas because at least where I grew up and whatever, and I'm sure at least a few people listening to this, not a lot of people have guns. It's not a very common thing to, you know, you know, people have them for hunting, things like that, but no, a lot of people don't have handguns and things like that. I went to school in Colorado where I quickly found that that was a lot different. You know, people had guns for hunting, people had guns for protection. They're going up to the mountains. So I'm all for that. People have guns to to romanticize them like you said oh well yeah it turns into like a whole i know a few few guys won't mention their name who kind of just it it's like a it's like a a toy slash hobby type deal which is you know everyone has their thing it's just to me it's a it's a tool to kill something or someone and i think it can quickly turn into this whole there's other hobbies yeah it turns into um, this you could you know accessorizing your gun toy thing but no offense to the gun owners, but yeah. No, and it's it's true. I think that there's definitely a type of person who has, like, I think we all can think of somebody who, anyone listening, is like, they've never used the gun in their life, but boy, do they just have every single little 
add-on special thing to make it the strongest, the most reliable, <laughs> the fastest shooting. Well, we've one, never had to use it. But then you know we sit there and we're like, why? And then their response is, well, why not? Why not? Yeah. You know, like, like you, you did, did this, this for what? what? Why not? Because <laughs> like, you can. Like yeah. that's sort of. It's just the the stuff that scares me a little bit is like the clips, like the sixty round clip thing. I just like yeah. we talked about this this week a lot like amongst each other and like I just don't understand like why having a 60 I know it's like oh it's quicker it makes but I guess no but I guess like because that is something we talked about because that's something where we had an acquaintance who left the state to go purchase this clip or was it a magazine or clip clip magazine honestly I don't know so gun guys please attack me in the comments um so he went he had to cross the state line to go buy that which i kind of think is i don't know if i necessarily love the fact that you know, like I, I think it just kind of completely defeats the point of a state having regulations when if someone you know someone who really wants it is willing to just drive across drive an hour or two to the next mm-hmm. state to get their you know crazy things but then i guess also though something i was thinking about is like as a sports car drives past me right here as I'm sitting here is like I mean isn't that kind of the same with cars like isn't it kind of dangerous to have random cars that can literally go 200 250 miles an hour yeah like what's the point of that but your Ferraris can still take you to King Supers you know the same way a Honda can you still get use yeah. out of it you get a little bit yeah, more but practical don't you, but use don't you think everyday but, use it's true, but like, isn't it kind of like a, isn't it kind of a danger to other people? Someone who, you know, who I think everyone here can contest to being on the highway when some crazy person is going a hundred miles an hour weaving through all the cars because they have this crazy fat, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, That's isn't that kind of a similar thing where it's just like, they can do it, but they're putting, they're putting everyone else in danger. And I think that's like, you know, it's how it's how you use it, and I think someone. Yeah, I guess I, the difference between a car is maybe you. Not saying this isn't like unfortunate, but maybe you could kill yourself and two other passengers with a sixty-round clip. That's sixty people dead. That's the power to kill sixty people within one mm-hmm. minute. Dead. I mean, kind of. I've seen. There's been some. Like, it's true, but I think that sometimes you know, there's there's things like that. Like, it's any. There, but there's also people who are just like normal, responsible gun owners who just want to have their oh, plenty, average yeah, gun, plenty. and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, and I don't think people thing. like that should be, you know, penalized. But then I, I also just think it's not really anyone else's, anyone's place to judge someone who's just a law-abiding, normal person who you know what they just like. And and I think it's weird. I think it's really weird. I don't get it. You know, people who have their gun obsessions have them. I don't judge you, but do I think it's a little odd? Yes, but I also think, you know, it's not really our place to be like, well, you can't have that because I don't get it, you know? I, I agree with what you're saying, Kate, where people just, you know, if you if you can participate with, you know, a full, a good heart and have empathy for others and you just like guns and you ha- are a good person and you're safe and you're just passionate about that's your hobby like I totally agree like so that's where I just struggle with this issue a lot is because I don't know it's just like there's just such a weird line between protection and wanting people to feel safe and that is part of America's history and it is something that we do have it's one of it's a second amendment it's one of our rights but it's also something that can be so dangerous so I just have a hard time determining what's where do we where do we reform and how do we regulate this 
Yeah, and this is something that I have thought about a lot, and I have some, like, personal experience with things like this. And I, so, I went to a high school here in Littleton, Arapahoe High School, that had a shooting at it, and I was very much in the midst of it. He came in with the intention of killing the librarian, and I was sitting in the library and saw all of that, had to run out, horrible experience you know happened seven years ago and it's still something you know you think about that every day and it's you know something that really changes your life and I think that from that though I've had a lot of time to like think about where I stand as far as you know guns go and it is I think something that has always been like hard for me when it comes to people who argue you know because I know a lot of people that really really like guns and they make the argument all the time of like well, because I've never shot a gun personally. I, I think you two both said that you have. Yeah. I have, yes. Yeah, so that's not something that I've ever felt the need to participate in. I don't, that I feel uncomfortable doing that. But, like, I think a lot of people, when I talk about, you know, gun control with them or how I feel about things like that, their first response is, well, you've never shot a gun, so you, you know, how can you say you know anything about it? And I think, like... Something that people I people do say that a lot. Like that's a, people yeah, even people to me before I said I was gonna do this podcast, some one of my friends literally said, I just feel that if you haven't shot a gun, you cannot speak on this issue. And I, I think that my sort of you know But I don't agree with that. And but I and I and a gun can still kill me, some, a gun can like I don't Yeah, and in some ways I, I understand And you did have a personal experience with a gun more than any people who probably Well and I think that what I then say to that person is, have you ever seen what happens when someone uses a gun at the wor- in the worst possible way? Have you ever watched someone die from die? being shot by a gun? Because most people I mean, but then I also think that, you know, cuz that I that that happened to me and I watched I didn't see them die but I watched someone lay there and bleed out after being shot by a gun and that's you know that changes your perspective on things a lot and I think that of course it's hard for me to for someone who you know has this whole like I think that someone who's responsible with guns is someone who also understands what a gun is at its worst Mm. because I think a lot of people only see them at their best as this fun thing this hobby it's so great and I and I don't and I don't disrespect that because I think that that is somewhat like that that is a lot of people's opinions and I don't think that should be you know erased but I also think that there's people need to understand what guns are at their worst and I think that a lot of people kind of like to not think about that yeah no that's a great comment Kate like I do totally agree with that. Like, And I think that the other thing with my situation that was something that, because uh, it always, you know, comes out after that, you know, this person was someone that the school had been doing threat analysis on. He had already threatened to kill the teacher that he ended up trying to kill months and months before. And the action... Where did he get his gun from? He bought it from a local store a week before. He bought it himself. He bought it himself. He was 18 years old. He couldn't buy a handgun, so he bought a shotgun, <laughs> which I'm just like, okay. Um, so, I mean, I don't really get the ins and outs of all that anyway. But Also, 18 years old. Let's 18, think about yeah, that. Yeah, 18 years old, someone who... You can't drink alcohol in this country until you're 21. But you when you're 18, you can walk, walk up to yeah. a little dick sporting hood <laughs> and say hi. Little dick. And that's like, really? and that is something that's crazy to me. <laughs> and I, you know, I think that... 
for me, honestly, though, the biggest part of all of that was it was someone who had been gone, been going under a threat evaluation by a school because he had threatened to kill somebody. And that person was then able to purchase a weapon. And I think that things like that need to be, because he, he passed the background check. He did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but you know, he had had, but he had had all those things. And those are the kinds of things that when people talk about expanding background checks, like that's stuff that needs to be included in it. Mm-hmm. Like the well, and Evan had a really good, um, thing about like, like in this case, it might, might've applied as well. Like a cool off period. Yeah. Like Evan, mm-hmm. um, do you want to touch on that? A little yeah. Bit? Well, that's, that seems to be a big argument for anti-gun. The anti-gun side is, um, there should be at least a cool off period for when you try to purchase a gun to where you can't just walk in and walk out in, you know, an hour, 10 minutes, whatever. Like even whoever Lil is that Lil, thanks for the comment, said, um, <laughs> Lil. Lil, uh, said they, he said, I do, however, believe it is incredibly easy to obtain a firearm, knowing I bought my first gun in under 15 minutes. Incredibly in all caps. Yes, incredibly in all caps. In under 15 minutes (laughs) with zero training is scary to me. So, yeah, this Lil guy just bought a gun in 15 minutes and walked out the door, no questions (laughs) asked, whatever. I I guess a background check. But anyway, back to the cool-down period. A lot of people would like to see, you know, you have to go through a process and then come back three days a week, two weeks later and then get the gun. And in, mm-hmm. you know, and that's in kind of hopes to, if someone's, you know, really upset, not thinking straight, wanting to go cause harm, they might take a step back, have some time to think and reconsider their actions before going and shooting up a school, shooting up Walmart, shooting up whatever, going, shooting themselves. Shooting themselves. So yeah, themselves. I think that's something that also needs to be talked about is like, when it comes to gun violence, over 50% of gun violence is suicide. And I think that that's a And that big also, back to what I said, the common denominator amongst most of these shootings and most of these deaths is mental health. Mm-hmm. But I still, I, I yeah. think one, one mass shooting, whatever, one shooting 15 people, like, that's enough to be like, all right, you know, like, I don't want to just sweep it under the rug. Yeah, and I think, and I, and I think that that's something that, like, from a, I mean, obviously... I'm, you know, ultra sensitive to these things when I see something like that. I'm I'm someone who now, you know, I when something like that pops up in the news, I'm someone who will sit and read it just because, you know, I have experience with it and I know what that's like and I always am interested to see what the situation is there since the one at my school was so like obviously preventable. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've noticed is every time these things happen, a lot of the times the 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 big like the big jump the big move politically is just kill the nra and gun control gun control gun control gun control and i just think like you know we've really really been focusing a lot on gun control and i think that sometimes the whole mental health aspect of it all like i just feel like we've we've decided the only way to combat gun violence is from one angle Mm -hmm. and it makes me think like i just don't know if that's the right way do i have the right way no but i i continue to watch time and time again as the same arguments the same issues the same you know discussions happen over and over again after these things happen and 
they continue to oh it's every every single time every single time a mass shooting happens i mean this summer we evan was even we were talking about this yesterday like there hasn't really been many gatherings or groups this summer because obviously of covid COVID and stuff like that but we were just like wow there hasn't been a mass shooting like like a few months well that's because no one's gathering and I don't know. It's just, you know, it's, it's so common for us to be like, Oh, when's the, when, what's new? Like, when's the next one? What's going yeah. on? Like, cause it just, it happens so it's much. Weird. And it's like it's so weird sad. and scary that we just think like that, but it's like yeah. normal, like normalcy, like uh-huh. for us to see stuff like that come up in the news and see. Yeah. Well, and I think the interesting thing too, that has kind of been a change of pace recently is you know, rather than everyone calling for more gun control, I think a lot of people with just, I think coronavirus really showed everybody how. Yes. Yeah. I think that, you know, the Second Amendment is there for a reason to, for people to be able to defend themselves against any time, you know, if there's a fall fallout in the government, if something, you know, handmaid's tale kind of stuff goes down, you know, you want to have <laughs> your, your gun. But I, I mean, think yeah. that it's, but I, and I think that coronavirus was sort of the closest thing we've had to something like anarchy. that happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To no, anarchy. Like that's the closest was, thing in at least our lifetime that we can remember of everyone kind of looking around and being like, uh, this can go to shit pretty quickly. Yeah. I was reading an article off the most unbiased news, Fox News, and they reported oh. that the, the first time gun ownership, first first time gun ownership in their bio, fair balance. The first time gun ownership, first time gun ownership skyrockets in the U.S. amid riots and coronavirus has increased violence. So that is very um, interesting. Like again, it's like with the whole like. Um, BLM, the protesting, the coronavirus, like we're just in a very, um, people saying they're going to defund the police. Yeah. We're just in a very, um, like unique time. And so, and whenever the times get tough and the things get a little different than your usual everyday life, people get scared. And that's a very interesting to see like, Oh, gun owners, first time gun ownership, which I think is really that's a really strong point. Yeah. First time well, and I that was, has seen an extreme spike, and that just shows that when people get scared, they do realize, like even yeah. even amongst Democrats, there has been. Oh yeah. Um, no, I was uh, listening to a podcast because in California, there's a there's a ten day cool off period. And I was listening to oh, a really? podcast of this uh, pro-gun guy, Colin Noir, talking about. He's like, I have my friends from California texting me, being like. Uh-huh. Wait, I have to wait 10 days to get my gun after I buy it. Why? I want it now because I'm freaking yeah. out that so and something like and it's sort of like th- th- I think that this has been a very telling situation that we're in right now of being like, you know, the, the, the Second Amendment is there for a reason. And, you know, this was a interesting event just as far as like, I mean, it was just a it was a virus. It was like a. I mean, not just a virus, but you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, you know, a full tyrannical takedown Civil or something, war, but yeah. it was just, it was a virus that literally has made our entire country stop in its tracks and be like, uh, you know, it, things can go badly very quickly. All right. Well, there's a lot of good points brought up, I think in our discussion. Um, like last week, I learned a lot looking more into the um, ins and outs of gun control in the United States. And I know we didn't really touch, I mean, this topic, we could talk about this for days and days and days, oh, but yeah. um, I think we did at least a decent job of kind of 
scratching the surface and trying to understand things from different points of view a little bit more. Um, from what we kind of came to, based on the comments, I think a lot of people, again, you know, feel similar about these issues. I think, uh, like, people are a lot more alike on political issues than they kind of think, just because parties. Um, but <laughs> Thank you, everyone, again, so much for listening. We um, would love to hear your criticism, constructive criticism, your questions, your comments. We will be doing a poll on next week's Instagram just to talk about what our next what our next topic is going to be. So make sure to participate in that and maybe your comment will be featured in our discussion. Everybody have a great week and we hope to see you in the next two weeks. Bye.